Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the X Lives Podcast. I am your host, Patrick C. Huerta. On this podcast, we talk about our present, our future, and more importantly, our past. The good, the bad, and the fuzzy. Stories from our ex-lives. Like, share, and subscribe on whichever platform you use to listen to the podcast. Follow the Babacoa Core Podcast Network on Instagram and Facebook at Babacoa Core. All the links to most of our podcast platforms can be found on the website www.babacoacore.com. Any questions, comments, or to share your stories from your past on the X-Lives podcast, send emails to xlivespod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy these episodes. This is X-Lives. What's up, everybody? Welcome, everybody, to X Lives. Clifton Simmons, what's going on, man? Doing good. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I want to get you on. Well, the last podcast of Our Core Core, but now I got you down on this one. So, uh, before we get into it, uh, any plugs, social medias, websites, shows, anything you got going on? Okay, everything is Clifton is funny. My website is Clifton is funny. Instagram, Clifton is funny. Twitter, Clifton is funny. P.O.F. Clifton is funny. Everything is Clifton is funny or Clifton Simmons. Yeah. Awesome, dude. So uh, obviously I, I try to uh, look out for like uh, stuff on your Facebook or Instagram to see what you got going on. I know one major thing that a lot of people are talking about is your, your weight loss, man. Like, so congr- uh, congratulations on that. Like I saw the picture, the pictures, huge difference. What kind of stuff are you doing with that? So what I'm doing is I am working out three times a week. I'm also taking a herb called Moringa from a company called Zisha. Mm -hmm. And what that does is speeds up my metabolism. It also gives me all the nutrients that I need. It's like a multivitamin and just making healthier choice. I didn't change too much of my diet. I just make a healthier choice. Like I I, I still go to Whataburger two times a week. I just tell them I get everything that I usually would get. I might tell them no bun. Yeah, you do the bunless, just yeah. protein. And I do, I still eat my tacos. I just tell them no tortilla. Yeah. I was trying to do corn tortilla for a while, but corn tortilla turns into uh, sugar. Yeah. So I just little, I literally tell them no tortilla. I also, every now and then I'll have a burger with the bread. Every now and then I have a taco with the uh, tortilla. Yeah. What else have I been doing? That's it. I haven't really, did, I didn't do nothing too special. Just. But like the drastic change took over like three months or something like that? Or what was the little post? Yeah, once I started doing the Moringa, yeah. got it from Raymond Ortha. Mm. Shouts out to Raymond Ortha. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, once I got the Moringa, I think I want to say the Moringa is what gave me the biggest weight loss. Yeah. Because I've tried everything. I tried uh, intermittent fasting. I've tried keto. I tried like crazy diets, the lemonade. You know what I'm saying? Cleanse. But yeah, yeah the, the Moringa, I'm just now really opening up about what most of the weight came from. 
Mm-hmm. And then just also having a better mindset, just healthier choices. Yeah, man. It's it's so tough. Like, I just fell off, like, doing the diet. I was trying to get back on it. I did the keto, but I wasn't too hard with it, like, hardcore. Like, now I was just drinking and, like, doing, like, a carb meal, like, every Sunday or something. Yeah, and I think, I think they're all good because I even did. I did keto for a little bit. Yeah. But... Because keto is basically a cheat meal, almost, just without bread. Yeah. But I just didn't like not having to watch every little thing that I do. Mm -hmm. So. Well, that's cool, man. I I know how hard that is, but uh, congratulations on that. Uh, So what what you been up to, man, with comedy? Like, what's going on? Comedy, I kind of took a little break um, because the whole year has been amazing. Mm -hmm. I've had some great shows. People are coming out to see me. Mm -hmm. My fan page, like as far as, like even when I go out of town, like I'm not famous, but I'm starting to have people come and see me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I've been working a lot this year. And so I decided to uh, focus on the business side uh, for the past month and regroup on what I'm going to do in 2020. Uh, I also have a lot of stuff coming up and I also wanted to just get things in order. So I'm, I'm going more into gearing towards into getting more video, more content. I'm, I'm focused on pushing more content because mm-hmm. I personally, I've been doing it for comedy for almost 11 years now. And I'm established. They're booking me as feature, a headliner. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, I need to give them something to even really call myself a headliner. I need to have a TV credit. I, well, I need more TV credits, more, you know, mm-hmm. more legit credits to be even considered to be called a headliner. Because that's what I'm getting booked for is headlining and featuring gigs. Yeah. I strongly feel that host is my strengths because I've been doing hosting for so long. I host concerts, all kind of events. Mm-hmm. Hosting is what realistically pays my bills. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where people have enjoyed me more than they enjoyed the headliner. Mm. You know, so... So what kind of stuff? I mean, are you based out of San Antonio? You've based been- out of San Antonio, born and raised from the West Side. Yeah, the West Way. <laughs> I was the black bean in a pencil bean bowl. <laughs> but have you gone out like to, to yeah. L.A. or New yeah, York? Yeah, I, like I did New York. I did. I toured all New York with the Hodge Twins, and mm. I, I'm really big in New Mexico. I've done New Orleans. I've done stuff in the Midwest and Texas. I'm I'm very established in Texas. Mm-hmm. The next place to go is California. Haven't been up to California. Yet? I have not been to California, and mm-hmm. it's time. So you're trying to get into acting as well. I've been acting my whole life. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw that you went to the to Juilliard. Was that yeah. for acting? That was for acting. Oh wow, man. Yeah. So How was that experience? I dropped out. So Why did you drop? Yeah, out? I didn't make <laughs> yeah. it. It was. I was trying to be a dope boy. How long yeah. were you there though? Uh, I was there for a year and a, a year and a half, and mm-hmm. I made some connections. Mm-hmm. Um, I went there, but I didn't finish, and I need to go back. But it's so expensive in New York. Yeah, for sure. But you went there for acting, performing, like theater acting. Yeah, theater, like theater. I'm a theater nerd. Like I'm a thespian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in theater all of high school, all of middle school. My aunt was a play director mm-hmm. and that's how I got my acting experience. I've been acting since I was like six. I was in commercials as a kid and 
Um, I, I still take acting classes to this day. Oh, Jade yeah. Esteban Estrada, he's a comedian as well. Mm-hmm. He teaches like acting master classes. What about you? Like, did you ever take acting or do you do? Nah, I was always like a stagehand. Okay, the yeah. tech guy? Yeah, what? I did some nice. I did some operas, uh, did some stuff like with high school, but now nah, I never was one to be on stage with, with acting wise. Like, I was in bands, but that's about it. That's a whole different thing. But uh, so you always had that, like, that acting bug? Like yeah, well, because well, it was in my family, and we was she, my like my aunt was a director, and I've I was always wanting to entertain people, and then I got picked up for like a little golf commercial when I was a kid, and I a want, golf commercial I, for what like, for a hook? It was called Hook a Kid on Golf. It was a program. Oh yeah, and I played the uh, the token black guy. <laughs> you remember the Mighty Ducks? You had that one black guy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I played the one black kid learning how to play golf. Oh okay, the one black kid. Yeah, I think there's another one that plays golf. Another black guy that plays golf, pretty well. <laughs> uh, who? Tiger Woods. It was oh. a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to get that too, man. I'm like, oh, you gonna be the next Tiger Woods? <laughs> uh, so that's cool, man. So now that I have you on the table, man, I have a question for you because you were a judge in a competition that I was in for the Mind Twist comedy. How come I didn't win? Uh, it was weird that night. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You didn't win because, honestly, well, there was a, there was another judge, but I'm trying to think of your set. No, nah, it was just a joke. It was a long, uh, it was a long time ago, and I think you only judged the the first round. You didn't judge the finals. Okay, so I just want to give you a hard time about that because, like I said, we we really haven't really been around each other too much. You know. Yeah, I stopped coming out. I stopped coming out to stuff like um, just because. You gotta understand these comics. Um, these comics are so uh, that sometimes the energy is so so nasty. Get into I that, co- man. What do you, co- what do you mean? Uh, you don't have like to now. Again, now where I'm at, you know what I'm saying? It's all love. But coming up, it was very it was it was very brutal. You know what I'm saying? The energy and it used to cause depression. Um. I just can't be around like that, you know what I mean? And then also now where I'm like I'm doing really well right now as mm-hmm. far as I'm kind of I'm I'm considered an established comedian. Mm-hmm. And so um when I get there, a lot of comics want to ask me for advice and I give advice. And then also when it's time for me to uh get on stage, everybody's like I can't even work on new material no more. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I came to do, I came to open mic, which is supposed to be practice, mm-hmm. but I've literally, I'm not trying to brag. This is not even a bragging statement. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is like, ugh, it's hard for me to do open mic now. Yeah, I've seen where I come to do open mic, and the people that were hanging outside smoking cigarettes all come inside just to watch me perform. They're, these are comed. I'm performing for audience members and comedians now. Yeah, like there's comedians that haven't seen me before. They want to see me, so I'm like, damn, I, I came to work on a joke, but I feel like I got to go hard tonight because... <laughs> you feel you still feel pressure from other uh, comedians? I feel pressure that because of, um, since I kind of got, got a name, and you mm-hmm. can say this is cockiness, but I feel like since I kind of got a name now, that I have to go hard every time I hit the stage at all times. Yeah. Well, shouldn't that be the goal always, like either, either even for open mics? I say this, and this is coming from 
uh, Al Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're performing at Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club, open mic, and even Jokesters open mic, or just an open mic in a comedy club, period, that's an audition. Mm-hmm. That's not really open mic. So, because you got the owner watching, you got a promote, you got promoter, you got the, the person, most likely you got the managers of the club watching you. So, even though you're there to work on jokes, you know, they're going to judge you off that set. Mm-hmm. Now, at a little shindig bar, you can kind of get away with doing new jokes. Yeah. I mean, because if it doesn't go over, you know, it really depends on who's an audience, but for me, I have an audience wherever I go now because, like, most like, I'm not booked on these open mics or nothing. I'm just coming to sign up for open mic, mm-hmm. and there's people that might have heard of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I feel like I gotta go hard. Like, yeah, I might throw in it like the I might throw in a new joke here and there, but so I, I started doing like how I get my open mic now is I might go do a guest spot on somebody's show. Mm-hmm. Or I might drive out of town and do a do an open mic where they don't know me. Oh, okay. So that's where you get your practice in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what's, what, you said something about the, the negativity in the scene. Like, has uh, that, you is get, that a new thing or has it always been It's not been a new like thing. Well, you no, know, it's more I'm traumatized. I'm, I, it's it's been love lately. Everybody's been showing love. Uh-huh. Like it's crazy. Like because you know their love is, it's you could t- I could tell what's fake love and what's real love. But um, it was just people used to talk so much shit back in the day. They still that, do today, man. Like that yeah. that hasn't changed. Really. Yeah, and they don't talk shit to me really per se because of like w- my status now. Yeah, but I'm still traumatized from when I didn't have a status. You feel me? Like and. A lot of these people that I'm friends with, a lot of my enemies have became friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, and I let I let everybody know. I just I can only handle being out in the scene for like a little bit. I just, ugh. I gotta watch my energy. Yeah, I gotta watch my energy. It's weird. Do you ever feel like that? Like an aura? How evil some of these comics can be? Yeah, all the time, man. I, I yeah. mean, I don't. It's more. I wouldn't say jealousy, but just like really. Uh, I mean, people are, are easy to talk behind your back, yeah. and then when you call them out on it, like they're just like, "Oh, I'm not dealing with this. You're being immature." You know, it's it's very negative. What sucks is like some of the negative people are people that are maybe gatekeepers for some shows. You yeah. know, well, like when you're early on, you gotta kiss a lot of ass, and that sucks. You gotta you gotta kiss ass. That, that really sucks, man. I mean, because uh, you, you try to be genuine with people, but then you gotta make, you gotta like you said, kiss ass, yeah. play the game. I, I tell a lot of young comics the reason why the reason why I don't come out, but I also urge them to st- they because of the level that a young comic is at. When I say young, young t- in comedy, yeah, you need to be at every every spot networking. I even myself, I'm. I need to be. I need to break that about myself. I need to be out more mm-hmm. networking. It's just. It's just once you like start getting paid, paid, you just feel like I got. I'm a single dad too, so mm. you know. But for me, it's like once I start getting paid, paid. Like I'm not rich, but I feel like I should be getting paid if I if I'm gonna be there all night. And okay. I'd rather be with my kids. Chilling, watching uh, Stranger Things or something. Yeah. 
How hard was that? Like, how long did that take you to, like, figure out the whole balance between comedy and between, like, family and stuff? Because, like, it's very important to have that balance. You know, you, you got to focus a lot on both of those aspects of your life. Like, how long did it take you to actually get into that groove of a balance like that? I'm still figuring it out. Still figuring it out. Um, it's more, I have, I have days that I do comedy and I have... They, I have family time where I put the phone down, and that's all we do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't book no shows on that day. Like I want to say once or twice a month, and then I work my schedule. Comedy is usually at night. I usually try to get a sitter, but you got to think about that comes that costs money too getting a sitter. So mm-hmm. sometimes that's the reason why the pay I charge so much. Because it has to account for if I had to like drive, make time, and some places are kid friendly, and I bring my kids with me. Yeah, you know, so they they've they've even seen the progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I? You just make time. Honestly, there's just non there's non negotiable non negotiable days that I just I won't book nothing around it. Yeah, or. What I'll do is I'll do a show. I'll leave right like an hour before the show starts. And after I get paid, sometimes I'll just come straight home. Mm-hmm. That's, so. But yeah, like the, it's real hard like with the scene because the scene is so small. So everybody kind of knows everybody. But that whole like negativity and then trying to network. Trying to balance, because with me, it's just me and my wife, but it's still like just a balancing, a balancing act. You know, you got to make sure that's all worth it. So it's just, it's just really hard. And like, I don't, I, just, I don't know if that's just a new thing for the scene, because I'm pretty new to it, like under two years. What you, what, what you got to do is you got to find your own lane. Mm-hmm. Um, the best advice I can give you is not take advice uh, <laughs> from comics. And if you do take advice, look at that comic and where they're at in their career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something that, might not work for me, might actually work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, how I, how did, how I know how I got to where I'm at. You know what I mean? There's some comics that are really, really good writers, but horrible performers. Mm-hmm. There's some comics that are great performers, but horrible writers. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. I know how to sell a bad joke. Mm-hmm. I know how to finesse. I know how to trick a crowd into laughing at me. I, you know what I mean? I do got some funny stuff, but... There's a lot of comics that I know that are way funnier than me. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how to de- to deliver. Yeah. And there's some people that don't know business. Some comics they do most most comics, you know, do this for the love and the passion and it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. I do it for the money, you know what I'm saying? And I know people look down upon that, but you know what I mean? If I wasn't making the money that I was making yeah. doing this, I wouldn't be doing this. Now, of course, I wasn't always making this money. It took forever. Uh, and I, like I said, I'm not rich, but I pay the bills. It feels good to say, hey, I bought y'all school clothes off of, you know what I'm saying, yeah. comedy money. Um, this little vacation that we're on is from comedy money. Like, yeah, I, I got, I come from humble beginnings. That's why I'm so happy and passionate to talk about, you know what I'm saying, I'm getting paid to do this. Like, it's a dream come true. I might not be famous. I might not be rich, but it's cool to be able to say, "Hey, I survive off of comedy money, and you can too." 
You know what I mean? And you're a lot funnier. Yeah, and you and you're a lot funnier than me. What yeah. am I? What's so special that I'm doing is because I know how to. I know the business, and I'm willing. Because you got some comics like I say, Torino, and you know Anthony Torino. Mm-hmm. He's a great comic that uh, asks like, "Hey, can you tag this for me?" Or Jay Lafar. You know Jay Lafar? Yeah. He's another comic. He's hey, can you listen to this joke? Mm-hmm. I'm not that comic. I'm the comic when you're ready to start making some money. Hey, uh, how do I, uh, you know, I only have 20 minutes. How do I, when I, when promoters approach me, how much do I tell them I charge? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll give you advice on that. I'll be like, oh, yeah, just tell them what, what's their budget. Mm-hmm. Hey, they want to book me to do 45, but I don't got 45. How, does, how should I handle it? I'm that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to bring two other people with you. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to make sure you send them a contract like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, so, and I do want to come, and I do need to come out more so I can help the scene by, like, giving, and, and some comics can't handle advice. And there, because comics come to me for advice, I feel like I can come to other comics and give them advice and, like if I give you advice and you don't follow it, I just won't. I just won't. And like if it's especially if it's to benefit you, yeah. Because there's one comic, I was like, hey, you shouldn't start with this joke, um, unless if has it ever got a laugh. Like, it was a funny joke, but it's not. It's not. There's certain jokes that you don't start off with. Yeah. And he followed that, and that he's like my little brother now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But. I'm more, oh yeah, not just business, I'm also more on stage presence. Mm-hmm. I can coach stage presence, but when it comes to writing, I wouldn't come to me for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you, your main focus, uh, I mean, you're, you're a stage performer. Like you, yeah. You're overacting all the stuff. You kind of make it a huge thing, which you got to do for like, the audience. You know? Yeah, like the jokes that I have wrote, wrote, the reason why they're funny is because they're true. Yeah. And... Some of the jokes that I've wrote, other comics were like, that was very cheesy. But I'm like, the crowd laughed, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> That's all that matters, because I'm not here for the comedians. Yeah, I got I got hated on hard. Like, I was like, the crowd, as long as the crowd's laughing, I'm cool. Yeah, man, that's that's another thing too. A lot of people say like, you know, you go off the audience, or no, if the if the comics yeah. think it's hacky or all that stuff, you know, you got to follow that. Like, it's still a learning process. I mean, you're trying to make the audience happy. It's all about giving them. Yeah, some a good people experience. perform. Some people, you got comics that perform for the comics. Yeah, the comics are not going to give me money. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I, I do. I purposely. Um, I could do a lot of. I'm not. I want you to do all shows, but I purposely had to like break away from doing certain shows because I wanted to be in my own lane. You know what I mean? What comic you saw doing comic uh, comic cons? Not too many comedians. Mm-hmm. I do comic cons. You know what I mean? Now I wouldn't hate if another comic con comic does comic cons. That would make me happy because that means I inspired that person. Yeah, to branch out from your regular standard going to the comedy club or comedy spot. And so I do corporate gigs. I do I do concerts. That's how. The re- the reason how I started getting I know how like I said the reason I started getting booked it wasn't because I was funny it was because I was bringing like thirty people fifty people to a show yeah 
And at the end of the day, it's sad. It's not about it's not about laughs anymore. It's about numbers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How many Instagram followers you got? You know? Yeah. Like there's like there like there's a lot of funny people that are just they're just really good at stand up, but they're not good at talking business to a, a promoter or a manager. Yeah. They don't know how to do their paperwork. Do, does the business like affect the comedy? Like do you do you, did you have to uh, kind of make make sure that you put comedy first above business cuz you're really all about business. Like all I hear is like all business business. I mean obviously uh, like being an in Because I got I'm a single dad like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't get child support like yeah. and I had my first year of doing comedy I said okay if I don't get paid for comedy by this time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm gonna quit. Now I wasn't. I, I used to get like tacos, free tacos. I used to get twenty bucks for a show. I used to get free drinks for a show, mm-hmm. that, and I got fifty bucks from time to time. That was a. I went through that a long time. If I was to start comedy right now, at this very moment, I would not be doing comedy like. The stuff that I did, the stuff that I went through, the like the strides that I had to sacrifice, mm-hmm. the and I'm talking like if I'm, I'm talking like if I'm blowing up, I'm not even blowing up, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the strides I I would leave a good job to go perform out of town in a small town for two hundred bucks one night. It wasn't like I was going to be a regular at the for one night two hundred bucks leaving a good paying job. Yeah, when I come back home, I'm probably not going to have a job type stuff. Yeah. I would never, as a thirty, I'm thirty years, I'm thirty one years old. I would not do that today. Mm-hmm. I was in my twenties. I was living at my mom's house. Not that there's nothing wrong with living at your mom's house, because I just recently moved out. On you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was paying bills. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it was a. It's a for new comics. It's a, it's a sacrifice. Like. Um, you got kid, and I, I was kissing ass too. You know, mm-hmm. um, another thing I was doing, I wasn't getting booked like how I wanted to get booked. So I would put up my paycheck money and bring a celebrity down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when I did that, people were like, "Oh shoot, he's getting shows." What? They'd be like, "Oh, he." They saw me. Uh, I would go. My my cousin was the head bartender at Alamo City Music Hall, and so. They would put me in as the host, and then when they put me in as the host, I would do jokes in between there. That's how I was getting my stage time. And mm-hmm. this was a, it wasn't a comedy crowd, so they didn't. They, that gave you an honest. They weren't there for comedy, but I had them rolling. Mm-hmm. So that put me in on a level, and then put, promoting my own shows put me on a level. Uh, that's why I get. I have so much respect for uh, Irma. Irma, she. Started doing she she's still a comic, but she started her own comedy thing, the mind twist comedy, mind twist comedy, and yeah. she created her own lane, mm-hmm. and now she's able to come back to the comedy club. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I went through I went straight through the comedy club route, um, cause and I like the fact that I'm some people can't do both, some people can't be. Some people are bar comics. Some people are comedy club comics only. Yeah. Some people are black crowds only. Um, I like the fact that I'm able to cross over. Like as far as material, like clean material, clean like shows or like what do you mean the difference of? I can get away with, 
I can go to a bar crowd and do my thing. Yeah. And I can go to a comedy club crowd and do my thing. Some people some people will never ever be able to do both. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with not being able to do both. Now, I wish I could do more. Um, I get booked for corporate gigs and I get booked for clean events. But, um, I'm very edgy, so I don't take too much clean stuff. Clean stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I put it all in my contract. I urge you to uh, go on YouTube or my social media and look at material upon signing this contract. Mm-hmm. Because So they're not surprised About what they get what they Yeah get. about what they get Because I like to Go what's borderline Like I like to take them there mm-hmm. To the point where it's like I'm very I'm just very edgy So Yeah so, uh, But how's that work with corporate Because don't they want you to be clean Or like I'll put it I'll throw it The way how I write up my contract I know people don't really read contracts <laughs> Yeah, but they signed it. <laughs> they signed it, so I can't get in trouble. And then I just don't. I, I already even without. I don't cuss in my act. Mm-hmm. So, but what I do do is I get a little sexual, but I don't say I don't say anything. Windows. Yeah, I don't say anything sexual. Yeah. So that's my. That's where I get my argument. Let me see who's on my little Instagram. Oh, you're live right now. Yeah, doing two, the live thing. My two followers. Yeah. And that's important too, right? The whole like social media, trying to do like live videos. Is that like promotional? Does that help you promotion wise? Are, are you watching that? Yeah. Shouts out to B. Michelle. We're doing a show November 9th at Breathe Lounge. Uh, and shouts out to Red. Shouts out to everybody that's watching me. Um, <laughs> social media, it's a, uh, what's up, Fine Tracks or Fine uh, F Stimic. Hey, <laughs> um, social media is, is is very important now. It's um, I got friends in LA that tell me that yeah, that are they're not they're not out there right now. Like you know how we have our own scene here. Mm-hmm. They said the people out in the LA scene, only people that are getting booked is people that got followers. Yeah, so people that could put asses in the seats. Yeah, because I was thinking about moving to LA. Is that still on the on the table? What I'm gonna do is the only way I'll move to LA if I already have like a deal. Mm. I'm not gonna move to LA and like try to thug it out. Do the hustle again over there. Yeah, they said that that's done. Yeah. If you go to LA, you better have like some something already ready to go. Mm. Like you already like now what I am gonna do is I'm gonna go to LA and audition for stuff and then if I get callbacks, then yeah, I'll make them move. But Yeah. It's too expensive. People are living in tents and stuff. Uh, so I mean, you, you but you know that that's a business aspect doing the social media and all that stuff. You were also doing like a YouTube show, right? Like your own kind of podcast type of thing. Kind of. Is is that for promotional tool? Are you like that's you're trying for, to get into that as well, right? Yeah, I want to get into it. Uh, that's more like you know, well, KSAC, Kins. I want to get. I want to be like you know, get the whole where's Kletho type show. Yeah. If I did that. Oh my gosh! I don't have to stop. I'm a hus- I'm a hus- I-, I hustle outside of um, comedy. Yeah, I got a lot of jobs. I'm a wedding officiant. I do tech support for Apple. They' about to fire me pretty soon. <laughs> uh, I also do drive for Lyft. Yeah, um, side hustles. Man, I have a lot of side hustles. You know, like I said, I'm a single dad. I'm hungry. I need to 
And then the comedy, the comedy, like I said, the comedy's been paying really well. Like, yeah, I would say if I if I want to describe my comedy career to you, I make what I would make if I had a part time job, like a like a really good part time job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's humble, but I mean, it's still taking care of stuff. But yeah, it, it feels good. Like I, I'm cool with that. Like, yeah, if I could make it maybe a little bit more, yeah, for enough sure. to like be comfortable quitting all my jobs, yeah. I'll be. So a while back, I know that you had somebody. I forget who messaged you about uh, somebody doing possibly stealing a joke of yours. This happened a while back. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, and that and that the person that who they were talking about, he's like my protege. Like, oh okay. Um, he never he never heard my joke. He was new. He was new in comedy. Oh okay. So and I, just by by a chance, he kind of. No, nah, there's no way he probably. He, there's no way he could have heard that. Oh, okay. What are you, what are your stance on that? Like about calling people out because that's a new thing coming up too about uh, not only being accused of being a joke thief, but like actually joke being a joke thief yourself. I mean, like what? Are, I mean, what is your stance on that? And how'd you handle that one? Uh, I've been accused of uh, stealing jokes before. Um, some stuff can be hacky. Like I, that, the way how you can avoid being called a joke thief is be original. Like everybody, everybody has a joke. Some stuff, I think some people, I think if if the joke is word for word, then yeah, that stuff is stolen. But the the person that everybody was, because everybody was hitting me, I, the joke that, that, that you're probably talking about, um, I've been doing that since I started comedy. And... Everybody was hitting me up like, "Oh, this dude's doing your joke." Yeah, okay. And I was getting, I was getting mad at first, and then when I finally saw him do the joke for myself, I was like, and and then I knew him. I didn't know what what happened was I saw something in him, and I didn't know he was the one that everybody was talking about. Yeah. It just said a black dude. Uh, his name is Eric. I'm gonna even oh, name drop <laughs> His name is Eric. And uh, no, nah, I keep up with Eric. You know what I mean? I, there's no way he didn't he didn't steal that joke. You know what I mean? Well, I, not just him directly, but just like the whole overall concept of joke people, thieves or joke thieves. Um, they don't they don't really last too long. Um, I think the. You do like if it was you, mm-hmm. and I know you don't steal jokes, but like if I was, the way how I would pro, they do need to be called out. If it was you, I'd be like, hey man, let me holler at you for. I don't know if you know, yeah, but you're doing this joke of Bill Hicks, yeah, from this time period. Maybe you know what I mean. Maybe you subconsciously was watching this comedian, and you uh, accidentally took his joke. You know, yeah. Like it but, did happen. It did happen once. Uh, I did a tag that uh, that was on a Louis C.K. special when it was just like, "Oh, me and my wife been married for X amount of years, so we're almost done." You know, that was Louis C.K. and I was doing that for a while. And then uh, AJ called me out and he's like, "Oh, you know, this is from this special, this all that stuff." And then I saw it. I was like, "Oh shit, that's exactly I what think, I was doing." I think a person should be called out, but I think I don't think a person should be put on blast like. I would pull you aside and be No, like, yeah, he put me aside. Yo, I don't face to you, face. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you should be doing that. This and this is why. Now if you continue to do it 
<clears throat> I'm trying to think. If a I think if a person does it word for word, like someone, there's another older comedian that is very hacky, but I don't trip on him, and I don't think anybody else should because he does it as a hobby. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. This one comedian that I'm talking about, the reason why I would wouldn't trip is because I would never ever lose a gig to him ever in my life. So. Mm-hmm. It's not affecting me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I know he's doing it for it's a retirement. You know, it's his retire it's his retirement thing. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, man. Like uh and there's one guy, I mean, like he was like calling out a bunch of people because he got uh somebody tried shouting him out about stealing a joke and it was a whole big mess. And the funny thing is he's like, Oh, I didn't steal from that person. I heard it on this special, I heard it on this T V show, I heard it on this. I was like, So you're already admitting that you're stealing it. Maybe not from this one comic that everybody's saying that you're stealing it from, but you're admitting that you stole it from somewhere. Yeah. Like what's what's the respect? Some stuff that? yeah, some stuff is just hacking material. I have this gremlin joke that I've heard like and that's another joke I've been doing since I started. Yeah. I've heard like five other comedians like do something similar to it. So some stuff you just you just can't get get away from. So yeah. that's why it's important to be original as possible. Yeah. And then uh, I tried calling him out because he said that he has there's three jokes that he could name that uh, that are other people's jokes. I asked him to name them and he just unfriended me on Facebook. I was like, okay, man. Like, there's a way to go about it, but I mean, you, you can't be calling people a, a thief. And not actually having the proof of it. Like, if it was brought to me, like how AJ did, I mean, he proved a point. He said the, the comic, the special, and maybe subconsciously it, it happened. You know, I said. Yeah, because I, I do believe that can happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it was just a tag. And how I got it was uh, I did the Kill Tony show. And you know, just in the interview part, like he mentioned, like how long have you been married? And I said, yeah, so we're almost done. And the crowd laughed. I was like, oh, that's, that's a good tag or whatever. Not realizing it was a Louis C.K. one. Uh, and that shit happens. It's just linear thinking. You know I mean, like uh, mm-hmm. common thinking or whatever. Like everybody has kind of thoughts like this, just throwaways. But uh, no, but I just remember that happened. I never fo- followed up, but you said that, that guy's like your protege, so like you kind of yeah, yeah. I, I you know I guide him. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I don't claim everything he do, but uh, <laughs> you know when he needs, I critique him. Yeah, because uh, uh, some com- comics are sensitive. You yeah. can't you can't just go. I. What happened was so many comics was coming to me for advice that I would show. You know how I show up to open mic every blue moon? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let people know who's the hardest nigga in the city. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's been times where I have went up to people and tried to get them advice and they got offended by it. And so I that's something that I also work on. Like It's just because I love comedy so much. And if I see a way how I can like improve you, mm-hmm. I'm gonna want to come give you advice. But uh, what I had to start doing was, if someone comes to me for advice, I keep it 100 for with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I have to, I had to start learning. I need to really know that person. But if I really see something, if I don't know them, I will still do like the whole like if. How we talk about calling out, like pull them to the side, but yeah. hey, here's a tag for you. But I'm not the tag guy. Once again, I'm not the tag guy. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not the tag guy. I'm the 
hey, don't wear your hat on stage because it's covering your face, the shadow mm-hmm. from the spotlight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to catch stuff like that. Hey, don't wear shorts on stage. In the comedy Bible, it says, don't wear shorts on stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or you keep doing this too many times in your act. Don't do that. You know, there, there's stuff that I'm, I'm going to see that not everybody's going to see. Yeah. Uh, so cool. So before we get into your, your past, uh, what, what you did before comedy, tell us some stories about like the early, your early days, like how you started, uh, some, the good, the bad about the early days uh, in your comedy uh, career. Uh, early days. Uh, my early days, let's see. I used to take the bus to the comedy club. I got a job at the comedy club. I got a job inside the mall because the comedy club that I went to was inside River Center Mall. Mm-hmm. Just so I could be close to, I'll get off work, watch shows. What else? I mean, what do you mean? Like, well, well just like, like uh, things that you learned from your early experience, kind of like things that you uh, like took- learned to avoid. Like, oh, I, I mean, maybe I t- your act was different back then. Like you were a different type of comic. Okay, you, I mean, your approach was like differently than it is gotta now. Got to stay, got to stay humble. You know, every now, even till this day, I got to, I got to get a, I still get a crowd that will humble my ass and I'll bomb every time I think I'm the shit. Because yeah, you know, I'm talking, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it fucks with you mentally. Oh, for sure. When you're in the grocery store and someone wants to take your picture. You know what I mean? You feel like, oh, I made it. Oh, you know okay, what I'm saying? Okay, like, yeah. hey, can I get your autograph? When you go out of town and people want to get your autograph, you feel like, oh, I made it. Oh, okay. I'm doing something. And then just like that, a crowd, would you just bomb, yeah. you know what I mean, out of nowhere. I bomb at least once or twice a year. You know what I mean? That's pretty good. Once or twice a year? Yeah, I bomb at least once or twice a year, and it's humbling. It makes me want to cry. <laughs> to be honest with you, now when I... I take that back. Now when I bomb, I want to cry, but I laugh at it now. Yeah. Because I know what it's from. When I bomb, it's because I think I'm all that in a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. And so, let's see. Earlier stand-up. Earlier stand-up, we used to have this thing called the Midnight Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... What we would do is, it was an invited open mic, and the better it was, it was it was at twelve a.m. The people from the crowd from the ten p.m. show, if they were too drunk, they can, or the, if they wanted to stay and see a show, mm-hmm. they would stay and see that show. So you're you're already dealing with a crowd that's already seen a two hours show, uh-huh. and then you're also dealing with people that are cheap that came to see a free twelve a.m. show. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of my only stage times. And the way how Jeff, the manager at the comedy club, would make the list, he would let the better ones go first and the sucky ones go last. Mm -hmm. And one day Rick Gutierrez walks in and bumps me. And because he uh, bumps me, I'm probably not going to go on for the night. Not only he bumps me, he does 30 minutes. Oh, wow. I didn't know who Rick, you know who Rick Gutierrez is? Yes. Rick Gutierrez was still Rick Gutierrez back then. Mm-hmm. Maybe even bigger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, me not knowing who this is, I thought this was just like, I thought he was like you. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, who is this dude that just came in and bumped me? Yeah, he was new you. know to what I'm saying? Yeah. And not only he bumped me and did more time than he was supposed to do, when he get off stage, he talking to two girls that I bought to the show. You know what I'm saying? And so I went and told... Like I went off on Rick. Yeah. If Rick really wanted to, 
he could have had banned me from the comedy club the way how I went off on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He could have had messed me up, like, even outside the comedy club in the comedy world if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. But he took he took it, and I always, you know what I'm saying? I respect Rick. Rick is, a like, a legend in the city. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Uh, I took Cletho Rodriguez's class. Um... I took Jada Esteban and Estrada's class early on in comedy. And really what what honestly put me in the game in comedy was I was able to pack out shows early on. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Nobody, I don't care how sorry you are. Nobody's not going to, no promoter in town, maybe one, but no promoter in town is going to not want somebody that's not going to bring anybody to their shows. Mm-hmm. And so... Because it's a business to them. They need yeah. to make money. Yeah. So to me, it's like you can talk shit about me all you want, but I got more followers than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a bigger fan base than you. So I don't know when uh, not packing out shows was not a, was not in style. <laughs> was not in style. Uh, so what about before comedy? What what kind of stuff were you into before comedy? Like, what did you want to do? I was a, I, I wanted to be a rapper. I wanted to be a rapper. I did poetry. I was in poetry magazines. I was in commercials. Uh, but yeah, I really wanted to be a rapper. I got more ice than this. I got more ice than that. How far did you go with that? Like, did you have? Did you do? Demos? Man, I had were you a, selling CDs out of your trunk. I showed them little CDs. I was, I was spending. I, I was getting love from rapping, but I was, I wasn't making money. I was spending money on studio time. I was spending money on getting CDs pressed. I was spending money to get a feature. Yeah, like, hey, can you do my, you know, album? I, I had to pay for that. I had yeah. to pay, pay for everything. Comedy. I just showed up. The mic is there. Boom. And then the stuff that I have paid for comedy has came back. Like, I paid for promo. You know what I mean? I got that money back. I paid for, you know, a logo. I got that money back. I paid for acting classes. I got that money back. Mm-hmm. So I just started getting, I just happened to be good at comedy. You know, I've been doing it. What was your rap name? My rap name was Big Cliff. Big Cliff? Mm-hmm. Were you in a group or you were a solo actor? I was in a group called Pluto, Players Like Us Taking Over. Wow, man. Uh-huh. How long did that run? That ran like a good high school years, like a good four years in high school. We still have like little reunions and shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like we just, I still kind of rap like I freestyle. I'm the freestyle king of San Antonio. Yeah, I saw you did that. Uh, on the. That's an actual fact. I, I think I go hard. I, th- I personally think I can freestyle harder than the average rapper in San Antonio. <laughs> and I'll call out any rapper in San Antonio. You know what I'm saying? I, I got rappers in Sancho that agree that my freestyle go hard. Yeah. Now, when it comes to writing a song, uh, I don't know. But I know I'm a great freestyler. Like, what do you mean? Like, producing your own beats and stuff? Or like, were you doing that? Or is that somebody else? I can write a beat. Like, like someone, can, like, if you, you know what I'm saying? If you started making beats or if, there's so, if there was an instrumental going, yeah. or I can freestyle. Free, like freestyle. You don't know what a freestyle is? No, I know what a freestyle is, but I was asking, like, were you producing the beats as well? Uh, I was rapping? not producing. Oh, okay. Um, no, nah, my thing is, like, more performing and stuff. Yeah. And I think people just like my, um, I think people just like my energy and my stage presence, even with the hip-hop, because I, I, I've even won some battle rapping, and I'm not... I know how to just deliver. It's all about delivery and comedy. Yeah. Did you do any tours with Pluto? No, we didn't do no tours. No. Mm-mm. 
Did, I mean, what kind of like how how far did y'all take that? Was it like any? It was. It didn't go far videos? at all. It, didn't go, it was homeboy's closet. That's it. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't do nothing. Were Were you not trying to do like a business with that? Like, were you just trying? I was like, young. Yeah. I didn't have no knowledge of business like that. It's just comedy. No, it's just comedy. Just made. I, I grew up watching comedy. I don't know. Comedy just started paying me like. And when I say paid, I'm talking about like twenty bucks, free burger. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, but I, but I wasn't seeing that with rap. Like I was seeing, I was seeing a little money, like fifty bucks here and there. And did you not understand like the hustle with with any type of like music endeavor? Like try, I do try, now. Yeah, like I do now. Like because of where I'm at now, like people do mess with when I do like drop a freestyle or if I do drop a track. You know what I mean? People mess with. I, I do have fans that know me from just music only. Like I did try. I really gave it. Even as a comedian, I still had pipe dreams of a hip. I'm, I'm going to come out with one hip hop album before I die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really like hip hop and R and B because I like to sing. I had a dream of being an R and B singer. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like that neo soul. Did you do any tracks like that? I have not, but that's 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 in the works. You know what I mean? I'm the carry. I go hard on some karaoke, man. Yeah. You know, I, I shut the place down. Would you ever mix it up? Like do a comedy, rap, singing? That's in like 2020. That. That's going to be my one-man show. I'm gonna, uh, it's going to okay. be like a comedy special. Did you see that Adam Sandler special? Yeah. It's going to be like that. It's not like a special, but it's going to be like a one-man show. Like I'm going to do acting, poetry, music. And comedy, yeah, all in one show in 2020. In 2020, I don't got a date yet, but that's gonna be it. You know what? Probably around this time next year, I will do a one man show of all my talents. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy, man. So you did music before. So uh, did music kind of in, in any way like help you with with comedy, or was there anything else in your life that you music thought? did not help with comedy? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to incorporate that. I'm trying. to I did that 85 South show. They got me on stage. I saw you. That, yeah, I saw that. And I kind of, over the years, when I hold, when I MC, I freestyle sometimes in between mm-hmm. sets. And one of my brothers was like, yo, you should add that to the set. And I'm like, you know what? After the 85 South show, I was like, you know what? I should add that to the set. Yeah, right. Because it, it, the people, they get crunk. Like, they, they love it. You got to see it for yourself, though. Yeah. You know no, I, mean? I just saw the YouTube video, but I was like, it, it went it went pretty crazy, man. The crowd loved it. Yeah, that 400 people rocking with you. My son was there. He was like, I, I didn't, I forgot my son was even with me. Oh, yeah. Like, well, it wasn't that he was with me. He's a big fan of DC Young Fly, but I forgot he was in the audience. And see, he's grown up around the comedy thing. He thought the way how he looks at comedy, no different from what we looked at, what our parents did. Mm-hmm. He thought it was, that was like a normal job, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, once he got older, he started like, and his friends being like, "Wow, your dad does this and that," you know what I mean? Teachers like knew about me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But he still, he still like, he's like, huh, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so when he sees 400 people rocking with me, and I forgot that he was there. I get off stage. I was like, "Oh shoot, you saw that? He's twelve. <laughs> like he was like, oh, you wrecked it. Like he was. I was like, yeah, because you know we're going through the phase where dad is not cool. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. <laughs> and then he just so you rock, rock the four hundred. Uh, yeah, I just rocked crowd. the four hundred four hundred crowd. I even had the person that you're a fan of, which is DC Young Fly, rocking with me. Yeah. So 
That's pretty cool, man. That'd be good to to experience. Yeah, it was kind of. I like to compare it to the whole. Remember that last championship Tim Duncan won? Yeah, and his son comes and hug him and he's crying. That's that's what it's that's what I experience when I bring my son with me to a show. Like, cause now he gets it. Yeah, he gets the jokes. So that's cool, man. And what about theater? How, like, how far did you do with theater? I mean, I know you said you did uh, commercial, but I still, I still do theater. Uh, it's just there's not enough. I don't have enough time to like. When you do theater, you got to worry about rehearsals and mm-hmm. meeting up with everybody with plays. Did you do any acting plays? No, no. Yeah, I just don't have time to. Uh, what I like about comedy, it's up to me if I want to go to practice. Mm-hmm. You know. When you're dealing with theater, you're dealing with a whole cast. Because uh, I'm recording something for Amazon Prime right now, and what's hurting us is our schedules don't match up with a lot of the shooting times, and that's what's bringing a delay to our film. And oh, you're doing a film for Amazon? Yeah, it's well, I'm doing a film that's going to be on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. It's called Funny Bone, but we should have had Ben to finish the show. Mm. Like it's a it's a series, but because what's hurting us is it's time, yeah, schedules. Yeah. So theater, I want to get back into to to it more. I think I might have a. I I got to do Theo Vaughn this year. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, opened yeah. up for him, and after I did that, I realized I'm ready. I did like two theaters uh, this year, and because I do at least one theater a year, mm-hmm. but. I really thought all those times I've done the theater have been I, because com- I'm built for a comedy club or a bar setting. Mm-hmm. I personally felt when it comes to stand up, I'm not built for a theater, but I'm built for a theater now. When you do comedy in a theater, you tell the joke, it takes almost like two or three seconds for the laughter to hit you. Oh, okay, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So you feel, for a second, you feel like they're not laughing. You just, you got to pause a lot longer than what you would usually pause. Mm. How long did that take you to to to, to feel? Because you said- How you, do you practice? How do you practice uh, it? In theaters, Because yeah. I don't do theaters. Yeah, yeah. How do, you, how do you practice for something that you don't get booked for? Yeah. You know what I mean? My first time I got booked, I did uh, the Alamo Dome. Holy for, shit. Yeah, someone had can someone had uh canceled, but they didn't tell me that someone canceled. I got a call from my mentor, Walter Cameron, was like, Hey, uh I got a gig for you, it's three hundred bucks, thirty minutes. I had only been doing comedy probably like for two years and all my shows were going good and I was like, Yeah, I could do that. And so I went to the show. It was for Frankie Beverly and the Maze. I didn't know Frankie and Beverly Maze had a, like a Christian following. Mm. They loved me for like 15 minutes. And after 15 minutes, uh, I did a joke about come. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I lost the whole crowd. And five minutes later, someone says, get off stage. Damn. And I was like, that's cute. I remember the first time I had beer. <laughs> And everybody laughed, just like how you just laughed. Yeah. And then I went back to my jokes. You know what I'm saying? A few minutes later, she says, get the fuck off stage. I was like, ma'am, relax. I don't go to your job slapping dicks out your mouth. Yeah. And everybody was like, ooh. 
I got booed. I got booed, but I didn't get off stage because I knew if I got off stage, that they're not going to pay me. You still finished this is three hundred. Yeah, I yeah. finished the thirty. Can you imagine? It's one thing to get booed off stage and you just walk off, but I'm getting booed and I'm still doing jokes. Yeah, like and I still got paid. Like it, it sucked while it was going on. It felt shitty afterwards, but as soon as they paid me, oh my gosh, it was lovely. But the album, though, man, Jesus. And then, because it was like three thousand people there, and so I was like, damn, this is embarrassing. Like yeah. I, I was, I had anxiety. I, th- I felt like people were gonna be at the grocery stores. Oh, hey, that's that dude that uh, got booed off stage. That's it. Yeah. And sometimes, and it did have like I had anxiety from it, but also it was at, it it was actually happening. Yeah. Happening. People would be like, hey, that's the hey man. We were some people were like, hey, we were laughing. What happened was, you know, other people just thought it would be funny to boo. You know what I mean? So. Huh. And then so I did that one. I had made sure I perf- I went to perform at the Bottom Exchange right after that and did good. And then I did the Lila Cockerel Theater three times and mm. I done good both times. But the very last time I did the Lila Cockerel Theater, I killed that bitch. Mm-hmm. And when I did the uh, Majestic Theater, I killed that bitch. Mm. And, I, I, and I'm not like once again, I'm not bragging. Because I can't say the first time, the first two times I did the Light Little Cockerel Theater, I can't say, oh yeah, I killed. I just did good. I did all right. Yeah. I did enough for, okay, he was, he was funny. I did enough. Yeah. But when I did the two, the two theaters I did this year, I murdered it. Yeah. So. That's cool, man. So, I mean, the few times that I've seen you perform, you do, you have that red smoker's jacket. Is there a thing behind that, or is it just coincidence that I see you in that when you? It's go a up? coincidence because I can't even fit that jacket no more. I oh, lost yeah. too much weight for it. It Looks like a blanket. I need to get it hemmed up. Yeah, uh, but I mean, was there a reason behind it? Like, were, were you doing like shout out to somebody, or is it like passed down from you from something? Um, that's one. I got that one from New York. Um, there's nothing. I just believe that when you see me in the red jacket, it's because I didn't feel like wearing a suit that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to look nice when I perform. When I, I don't know. You must have saw me at a show then, because I really don't wear the. I won't wear the blazers at open mics and stuff. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd I, you see me at? The first time I saw you do wear that was, uh, I think you were hosting for George Anthony at River Center. Oh wow! You've been around that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I jumped on a show that you were doing at J and O's for those five people that we had there, uh, and you were wearing that that jacket. Uh, it's been a, f- a few times that I've seen you wearing that jacket, and okay. then pictures I've seen you. But I, I just didn't know if there was something at J and O's. You probably saw me. I was coming from a show that night. Okay. So yeah, you only will see me in blazers if I have a show. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like for shows, you wear that shows. For, for shows, I didn't know if there was something behind that. The reason why is it's silly. Oh shoot! Your phone died. Uh-oh. All right, we're still here, everybody that's listening. <laughs> I rock the uh, the whole thing. I rock suits and blazers on stage. Like, if it's not a suit, it's a blazer with a regular shirt and maybe some jeans. Mm-hmm. Why do I do that is it's a security blanket. Um, I learned that if I look nicer than the crowd, I do well. And then I also notice that some people... I don't know. I feel good. Look good. Feel good mm-hmm. on stage. 
Because um, not every, some people that might what I'm doing might not work for everybody. Yeah, I just know that it works for me. If I look nice, the crowd treats me nice. Mm-hmm. If I look shitty, the crowd treats me very shitty. So that's just something that I've learned. Um, there's some people that look like thugs on stage, and it goes with their act. And mm-hmm. Mine, just, I, I feel like mine just kind of goes with me. Mm-hmm. Um, why do I do it? I mean, if there's nothing behind it, I just didn't know if there was automatically something like a story behind it and stuff. Like you don't have, you don't. Nah, it just it, no, no. Well, you know why there there is a story behind it. See, because uh, River Center Comedy Club, and when you open up for like Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. You have to have, we had to, as a as an opener, if you're a feature, you can wear whatever you want. If you're a headliner, you can wear whatever you want. Mm-hmm. The uh, the opener, there before there was new owners, the old owners, you had to have, uh, and I think you, you had to dress up. But I think what it is, you got to understand there's comics that, this is all their, this is, some comics don't have no life. You know what I mean? Some comics, they go, they go to open mic, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing. There's no other hobbies outside of comedy. There's no job. They 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 stay at home. No, I'm not lying. This is a true statement. No, I believe you. I believe you. And so they don't they don't have no other clothes. Mm. And so you book this person is really good and he's talented, and but he doesn't know how to dress. So I think what they were doing is they went ahead and just made it mandatory. Just say, hey, you have to wear a collar shirt mm. when you. That that when you um, when you perf- when you open, mm. that's what my honest truth. I think that's what that was really about. Mm. Some comics just, just did not know how to dress, but I just noticed I get a better reaction, and they treat me like if I'm famous mm. when I dress up, <laughs> like like it's a good luck charm type of thing. Like my thing is, if I look better than you. You know what I'm saying? Like what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Huh. I feel I feel. I feel weird when I don't rock the blazer. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think. When was the last time I could perform without it? I might do something. I do something different every year, though. Yeah. I went through a phase where I had my. I had to have my a, a Ralph Lauren on. Mm-hmm. I go through. The, that's just. That's just where I'm at right now. Is rocking suits and blazers on stage. It's not a superstition. But I thing. did. It's just a comfort. Yeah. Comfort. Thing. Yeah. And then if I if I bomb in a shirt, I never wear it on stage ever again. <laughs> I either throw it away or I use it as a like a clean up the house shirt. That's, that's funny, man. Uh, well, cool. Anything else you want to mention before we sign off? Um, I got a show November 9th. I got a show November 15th. I got a show November 23rd at Breathe Lounge. Okay. And they can find this. Give them out, your social media, your website. Clifton is funny. Stuff, Clifton yeah. is funny. Everything. Just Google me. Clifton Simmons. Clifton is funny. All right, man. Thanks for coming out, dude. This is fun. Hey. Laters.